Welcome to everyone this evening. If you're a guest tonight, we are excited to have you in service with us this evening. Pray that the power and the presence of the Lord touches you at some point this evening, throughout this evening. If you're watching us online, we welcome you tonight as a part of this service, wherever you may be watching us from. Uh, Again, this is our last week of... um, our four weeks of engage and, and things we've been doing. Um, and so for one last week, tomorrow morning, there'll be uh, scripture readings sent out for the week. Tuesday evening will be our evening uh, video message. And uh, Brother George Hurt is going to be doing this one. And I got a sneak preview of it this afternoon, and you are going to definitely be blessed by it. All four of these have been so perfectly in sync with what God is doing and saying. And so that's Tuesday. Wednesday will be the fourth part of Brother Woodward's series. Thursday will be a song. Friday will be catch-up, and Saturday will be mustard. Saturday will be my devotional summarizing the week. So, how many of you have been blessed by this in these last several weeks? There's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that's gone into making all this possible. And to all that have helped make it possible, I appreciate it. And would you let those folks, they know who they are, would you let them know you appreciate it? Amen. Would you stand? Acts chapter 1. I uh, I really don't plan to preach very long this evening because I feel like God wants to do some things in this service tonight. I believe He tries to do something every time <laughs> if we let Him, if we connect. But, but I believe there's some things that God wants to do. I said this morning, and I'm going to say it again right now, I believe there's some miracles that God is going to do in this service this evening. So I want to uh, I want to take you to Acts chapter 1. We're going to begin reading with verse number 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. That's a pretty interesting statement, isn't it? Many. So that means there were many things that he did after his resurrection. By the way, I would like to clarify some, something. Someone emailed me this afternoon and uh, very kindly, respectfully shared something with me. And I misrepresented a verse this morning in Acts chapter 28 where Paul says that they showed them uh, little kindness. I forget. I think the King James says, what is it? No little, right, there we go. It says that they showed them no little kindness, and I interpreted that to mean they weren't very nice to them. But if you read some other translations, it's actually opposite of that. So my apologies, I don't think that would have sent you to hell, but um, I did want to clarify that. 
since I learned this afternoon. He showed himself alive by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? It's kind of amazing after three years of ministry, they still had not fully gotten what he was trying to do. And they walked with him and heard them themselves. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Now you're going to see the word power in that verse and in the next verse, but in the Greek, they are two different Greek words. In verse 7, it's the word exousia, I doubt I pronounced that right, which means authority. And then in the next verse, it's dunamis, which means power, like the ability to do something. But ye shall receive power. Who's going to receive it? We are. Somebody say, ye is me. I saw a meme the other day. Somebody said, it said something like the one thing they appreciate about not being in church and watching online is you don't have to touch your neighbor and say anything. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Verse number 8 says, But when the Holy... In the Living Bible, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power to testify about me with great effect to the people in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth about my death and resurrection. God, I thank you again for your presence that we have experienced in this sanctuary tonight. We have not only felt your presence, but God, I believe we have felt your power in this place tonight. Lord, I believe that we are in step with your word, your will for this congregation. And as we embark upon this week, God, and engage in your power, I pray that a work of your spirit would be done in this place tonight. I pray, God, that you would speak, Lord. I pray again tonight, God, I don't want to preach a sermon. I don't want to preach a sermon that just is connected to a theme, but I want to be a mouthpiece that can deliver a message from you. I pray, God, that there would be faith in this sanctuary tonight that would be mixed with your word, that it might profit us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I trust in you tonight, God, and I depend upon you for your anointing, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. But ye shall. 
ye shall receive power. I'm in the process of getting a new vehicle. I've been driving my mother's car for several months now, and my car went, the lease went back last year. And in that process, if you've ever shopped for a new car, you've experienced this. There are various models. You may see one model, but that one model has multiple levels. And you know that starting at price? The starting at price is not the car you want. The car you want is the middle top car. And so you have to determine what is in my budget. What options can I afford? I realize a lot of folks, the only real focus of purchasing an automobile is just simply what I can afford. But if you've ever had the chance to shop around and have a little choice in the matter, you, you're trying to get as much as you can. And some vehicles, what is optional extra equipment on one may be standard equipment on another kind of vehicle. Can I tell you tonight what was said, what Jesus said? It's in red letters if you got a Bible tonight. Love those songs about what he says to us in red letters, as if he wasn't speaking through all the black letters. <laughs> but it is in the words of Jesus, because it's in red, so we definitely know that it's his words. He said, you shall. You shall receive power. There are no varying models of saints. There's not saints that get power and saints that don't have power. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you were supposed to have received power. You will receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You will. Not might, not maybe, not possibly. You will receive power. Power. I wonder how many of us have unused power. I wonder how many of us have been filled with the Holy Ghost. And if the Word of God is true, and I believe it is, that means we were endued with power to be a witness. But just because you were given the power doesn't mean you're using the power. Heard a story about this guy that he saw an advertisement for uh, this wood company lumberjack company cutting trees down and and uh he signed up for the job got the job and he and he went out in the first day and they gave him a chainsaw and he went out and 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 he got a just maybe two or three trees cut down in the whole day and you know they thought well he's new we'll we'll give him a little time to see and he went back out the next day and it was the same thing and gave him a couple more days and Finally, they're like, you know, you really ought to be getting way more trees cut down in a day than what you're doing. We, we're, we're not going to be able to keep you if this is the pace at what you're, what you're going. And, you know, is, is equipment okay? And as far as he knew, it was okay. And, and, and so the, the boss said, well, let me, let me at least check out your saw. And the boss got the saw and he looked at it and turns it around and, flips a couple things around and pulls the string and that thing fires up. Wah, wah, wah. And that guy jumped back. He had been using a chainsaw 
I need to help a few of you out because a couple of you, that's like, you just lost your hair. He was using the chainsaw like a regular old handsaw. I believe I'm preaching to some people tonight that you've been trying to get some things done and you haven't cranked up the saw yet. And it's the will of God and it's the time now for you to engage in the power of God for you to see these signs shall follow them that Not them that preach, not them that pastor. These signs don't follow the fivefold giftings. These signs follow the believers. The believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The believers shall cast out demons. The believers, not a select few. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you... Anybody that wants to plaster their name up on billboards for a healing crusade and their name is on the billboard, I think they need to read their Bible. Because they're implying it's about them. And the scripture tells us that no flesh is going to glory in his presence. It was said the first time, I've said it since the first night of Engage. And one of the things that stood out to me so much four weeks or three Sundays, four Sundays ago. Four Sundays ago now, isn't it? Was the fact that there was a lot of different voices in the service that night. I preached the message, but there was a lot of other people that said things throughout that service that wasn't just filler. It wasn't just taking up a little bit of time and space. It was a clear word from God. Because when we get to the place that we are positioned, that no individual can take credit or glory for what happens, that takes the cap off of what God is able to do. Because if all the glory can go to Him, and all the glory goes to Him, then He's going to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. You shall receive power. Again, in verse number 8, that word power, according to Thayer's Greek lexicon, that word power means strength, ability, power. Again, the word power in the previous verse is with regards to authority. This verse says you are going to be given the ability, the power. It means inherent power. Power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person or thing exerts and puts forth. Specifically, are you ready? Specifically, the power that Jesus said you were going to receive after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Specifically, that word means the power of performing miracles. That's you. Oh, I'm a part of that, but that's not just me because I'm the pastor. You... As a born-again, Holy Ghost-filled person, we're endued with power that can perform miracles through you. Not through a select person, not through a select group, through 
you. But as I have said now several times and basically preached this morning, I think there is a cap on the demonstration of that power because we spend too much time wanting that power to operate for our own benefit. And I believe that we can, if we can truly get ourselves to the place where we are fully engaged in the purpose of God, and that is what is motivating us, that is what is driving us, if you will, and that becomes our focus, I believe that that is going to provide the opportunity for God to take the cap off of some things, and for you and I individually, not just in this sanctuary, yes, in this sanctuary, but not just in this sanctuary, to be able to see the power of God released to work in a whole new way. He said you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you so that you can be witnesses. He didn't say you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you so you could deal with all the problems that are inconveniences in your life. He didn't say the power was going to come upon you so you could be individually benefited by that power, solely benefited. He said that power is going to come upon you so that you can then be a witness. I looked up that word witness today. You you may not want to know what it, that word is in the original. I'm going to tell you anyway. In the original, that word witness is the word martyr. But you know what? At least at this point in time, This could very well change in the future for some of us. But at least in this point in time, the degree to which you and I are martyrs is when we tell somebody about Jesus and they reject us. When we tell somebody about Jesus and they laugh at us. When we tell somebody about Jesus and they scorn us. But you know what? we got to stand before God in judgment one day for people that the level of martyrdom for them wasn't somebody making fun of them. It wasn't somebody mocking them for their faith. We're going to stand before God with people that literally lost their lives. Oh God, I pray something would come across this congregation of people that we would make up our minds if they reject us, oh well. If we tell them about Jesus and they don't want to hear it, oh well. If they tell, if we tell them about Jesus and they laugh at us, oh well. If that's the worst price we have to pay, that's really not that big of a price. But we have been called, we've been given power to be a witness. I want you to look at this in Acts chapter 4 and verse Starting with verse number 15, I want to read two segments of this chapter. Verse 15, but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, 
saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. By the way, these that are talking here are the religious people of the day. You read the book of Acts, the New Testament church, it wasn't, it wasn't the world they were mostly persecuted by. They were mostly persecuted by the religious people of the day. But that it spread no further. What can we do but that it spread no further among the people? Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Jeremiah said, I made up my mind. I wasn't going to speak. I was going to be silent. But it was just like fire shut up in my bones. If you don't have enough of Jesus to break outside of you, if you've got enough of Jesus that you can keep quiet, you don't have enough of Jesus. You need some fresh Holy Ghost and fire to burn on the inside of you. Because when you get the Holy Ghost and fire on the inside, it's going to manifest itself on the outside. We cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. They're threatened. They're facing potential harm. They're told, you better be silent. Don't talk about this name. Don't do anything in this name. And they said, we can't help ourselves. But I want you to notice, skipping down a couple of verses to verse number 29, I want you to notice the prayer that they prayed in response to the threatenings. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Notice what they did not pray. Their prayer was not in response to the threatenings. Oh God, protect us. Oh God, preserve us. Oh God, keep us. Their response to the threatenings was, God, give us boldness to continue to speak your word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word. Word of God with 
boldness. You see, we can't just pray, oh God, protect us. Protect us from the liberal agenda so we don't get in trouble. Protect us from the direction the world's going so we don't suffer. That's not the prayer to be prayed. The prayer to be prayed is, God, give us boldness that in spite of what the threatenings are, we're going to declare your word. Give us boldness, God, that in spite of what the world is saying, we're going to speak your word. Give us boldness, God, not to get in a corner and hide someplace because it's no longer popular to have faith in God, to have confidence that the word of God is the only source of truth. They said, God, give us boldness because there's a work to do. There are things to be accomplished. And so we want you to grant us power that we may speak your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to go ahead and just tell you, prophesy. I believe there's going to be some people that are healed tonight. But I'm going to tell you who's going to get healed. It's going to be those that the primary motive for their healing is not for their own selfish reasons. It's going to be those that have kingdom motives. Some of you want to be healed so you can sleep better. I'm only 49. That's real young. I didn't know how young 49 was. I didn't realize 50 was just a sprout. All you, you teenagers and 20-somethings, are you know, but I got some folks in here with me. Y'all ain't been feeling anything else I preach, but you're with me now. <laughs> 50 is, I, the reason I know 50 is so young is because in several months I'm going to be 50. <laughs> I am not old. I knew this was, you know, I knew I was 49. I turned 49 in November and a couple of days ago, I don't know why, it just sort of finally really registered. This is the year. And you're rapidly approaching the day. I mean, can we, we're already done February. Can we slow this year down a little bit? Huh. Here we, good to know. I'm, I've got a streak going, that's for sure. Every message, I get on a point and forget why I'm on it. There we go. Thank you, JC. I have trouble sleeping every night because of my shoulders. Who in the world has trouble sleeping? You're supposed to have trouble playing sports because of your stuff. You're supposed to have trouble working because of your... You're not supposed to have trouble sleeping. I find myself waking up all night long because my... I mean, it's like painful getting up and rolling over. I would love for God to heal my shoulders. But I'm not sure my motive is totally right for that. But I'm going to tell you, I believe there's going to be some things in this place tonight. Because I believe there are some people in this place tonight that you've got a kingdom motive. 
And there's some things you need God to do in your life that yes, when He does them, you will be benefited by Him doing that. But your primary motive is you recognize there is a harvest to be reaped. There is a work to be done. There is some things in these last days that God is going to do. And you want to be a part of that. Man, y'all are sitting on me tonight. Don't want to be a spectator. Don't want to be an observer on the sideline. I want to be in the middle of it. And I believe if you've got a heart for what God is doing and what God is going to do and you've embraced the purpose that God has, I believe there's about to be another level of the manifestation of the power of God in your life that's going to work through your life. And again, in the meantime, you're going to be benefited by it. But it's not about you. It's not to consume upon yourself. I said it this morning. The scripture says you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you don't get it because you ask amiss. You ask for the wrong reasons. And the scripture says you ask so that you can consume it upon yourselves. But oh, I wonder what God's got in store for some people that aren't going to ask amiss. They're not going to ask because they want to be able to consume it upon themselves. They're not looking for financial blessings so that they can go on nicer vacations. They're not looking for financial increase so that they can buy nicer houses. They want it so somehow they can bless the kingdom. They can bless ministry that God wants to do. And they want to be a conduit for God to do it through. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said. I think I read these verses this morning or one of them this morning or I know I referenced it this morning. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with the excellent, with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Now I want you, I want you to watch this next verse. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. I don't know what your perception of Paul is, but my perception of Paul is him walking on the scene with his chest out, shoulders back, with a bring it on attitude. But Paul said, I was with you in weakness and in fear. And in much trembling. Listen to what a couple of other translations say. Verse 3 in the Living Bible. He says, I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. Paul. Paul. The Apostle Paul. The Message Bible says it this way. I was unsure of how to go about this. And felt totally inadequate who who's speaking here I told y'all I wasn't going to preach long y'all keep sitting on me like this I'm going to have to preach a while I, I was unsure of how to go about this and felt totally inadequate I got a question is there anybody here tonight that you battled with feeling inadequate Come on, a couple of you, I want a response, because you're not by yourself. 
Just about everybody in this place. And you've all felt like you're hopeless because you feel inadequate. Guess what? You're in some really good company. I don't know how much better company you get in than the Apostle Paul. And Paul said, I was unsure of how to go about this and felt totally inadequate. I was scared to death if you want the truth of it. I know it's the messy Bible, but that's okay. I was scared to death if you really want to know the truth. Some of you think you got to get rid of all the fear and timidity and uncertainty for God to use you. If that's the case, we've missed it because Paul said, I came to you in weakness. I came in fear. I came in timidity. Oh, hallelujah. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that your faith should stand not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God uh, anybody ever been out in public and felt like God prompted you to talk to somebody or pray for somebody but you felt intimidated you felt afraid you felt like you didn't know how to do it and you didn't do it and you beat yourself up ever since because you think there's something wrong with you because you were afraid, you were a timid. I wish you'd take your pen out, get your note out. If you got a digital Bible, highlight the message Bible, bookmark it, copy and paste it someplace. I was unsure of how to go about this and felt totally inadequate. I was scared to death if you want the truth of it. I'm telling you, I, I, the funny thing is, I know I've struggled with it. I've struggled with apologizing for who I am, what I am, what I'm not. You ever think how God must feel when he sits and has to listen to us say all that stuff? When it's him in us? I mean, I realize when it comes to things you buy, there's different brands, there's different models. There's Going back to the cars, there's, there's cars out there that are cheap, there's cars out there that are expensive. There's cars out there that are reliable and dependable, and there's other cars that are not. Do you know there's not varieties of Holy Ghost? Do you know there's no knockoff Holy Ghost? Y'all know, some of y'all know, been around, you know about my vanity, you know about my imitation watches and imitation shoes. And you pay for something that looks like the real thing, but it's not, and you pay for a lot, you pay for it, you pay a lot less of a price. I think some of y'all think you got a knockoff Holy Ghost. There's one Holy Ghost. If you got the Holy Ghost, there's only one for you to get. 
and the one you got's the real deal. The one you got has the power. The one you got has the empowerment that you need to do what God has called you to do. So even though you feel unsure, even though you feel uncertain, that's okay. Because it's not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it is in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. See if I can help somebody with this. I started preaching when I was based, pretty much started preaching when I was 18. I think I preached a message prior to that one time in a kind of a minister's training setting a little bit earlier, but I, I, I pretty much some kind of regularity started preaching at 18. And you know what? I've, I've reached the point that I feel pretty comfortable and confident that I can hear from God for something to preach. There's still some times, there's some little bit of a struggle here and there, different seasons or different circumstances, but I, I, and please hear me because where I'm going, hopefully you'll understand. I'm not saying any of this as a, as a brag or a boast, but, but I, I, I've reached the place. I, I'm pretty confident that when I need to, when I'm supposed to minister, I know I've learned how to hear from God. But I got to tell you, my hunger and desire in ministry is not limited to finding out what to preach or teach. And I will confess to you, for a long time, that's my comfort zone. I don't have any illusions or delusions that I'm the greatest preacher in the world. And it doesn't really matter because that's not what we're supposed to do. But I, 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 I like to preach. I enjoy it. I know, you know, people, culture and it, whatever, okay. I don't understand. I mean, we're all going to have some kind of culture. Why are we tearing down good culture to embrace some kind of worldly culture? Sorry, I'm not preaching long. you know what? When it comes to some other areas, I can relate to what the Apostle Paul said. Unsure. It's all right for Brother Hurt to get up here. What are you saying, Brother Hurt? <laughs> My thoughts is... It's all right for Brother Hurt to call you out and stand you up, prophesy. It's all right for other men and women of God to come through and speak a word of faith. But you know what? I kind of feel like what I'm preaching to you, I'm not preaching just to you. Because God's looking for every one of us to get out of some comfort zones and to embark upon some things that God has intended to do through you and me. Do me a favor. Look around real quick. Literally, look around. Look who's here. You and I. Excuse the grammar. Bishop ain't here. Mother Wright ain't here. Brother Grossbach isn't here. Brother Hemus isn't here. 
Great men and women of God that they're not here, but you and I are here. Not by accident, not by mistake, not because we're the leftovers that God didn't know what to do with, but by divine appointment. We have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. It is time for you and I to get a hold of some confidence, not in our own ability, not in our flesh, but in what is inside of us because we've got the Holy Ghost and therefore we've got power. Last verses, many of you can quote at least the first one, Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. Now unto him that is able, able to do what? Exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. And let me tell you my perspective on why it says what we ask or think. Because most of us will think things crazier than what we're willing to speak. Most of us have some things we're willing to say that are a little bit extreme. But you know, we don't want people to think we're too crazy. But we'll think some things about what God's going to do or what we want God to do that we don't want to speak because somebody might think we're crazy. And so Paul says, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. That part of the verse is not our problem. We're good with that part of the verse. Of course God can do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. Because we know how powerful God is. We know how great God is. But I want you to read that last part of the verse with me. Ready? According to the power that worketh in us. Let's change the pronoun. According to the power that worketh in me. He can do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto Him be glory. Where? In the church. By Christ Jesus throughout all ages. World without end. Amen. That means there is no stopping point to him doing exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's in us so that he can get glory by the church. Unto him that is able. Unto him that is able. Jesus tells the story about the owner of a vineyard that was time to reap the fruit. And he goes down and he hires some laborers at the beginning of the day. And they begin to work and reap the grapes. And he recognizes there's too much for these workers. 
And he goes back and he hires more. I forget how many times Scripture says that he went back and he hired. And then at the 11th hour, the last hour of the day, he goes back one more time because there's still too much for the workers that are there to harvest. And they get done with the job, they complete the task, and he begins to pay. And whether you were hired in the morning and worked all day long, or you spent one hour at the end of the day, everyone got the same pay. Well, that ain't right. That's not, I've been working all day long. And these youngins come along at the end of the day. Only work an hour. And you're going to pay them the same thing you're paying me for being here all day? I'm not here to dissect this parable, but I think part of what it's telling us is that the real fulfillment is not from the wages paid. Because while the guy that had been there all day got the same amount of money, as the guy that came at the last hour. The guy had been there all day had the fulfillment of knowing. I've been here all day. I stuck it out all day. I started from the beginning and I finished at the end. But at the same time, there's some 11th hour laborers that coming in at the 11th hour are going to end up getting the same pay that the guys that have been there all day. Let me say it to you this way. There's some 11th hour laborers that are already here and some more that are coming that are going to be doing the same things that some of you that have been here all day have been doing. Oh, hallelujah. You and I aren't here at the end just to pick up the scraps you and I aren't here in these last days just to pick up a few leftovers but we've been positioned we've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this we've been empowered we've been given a purpose and I declare to this congregation tonight we are in the season where God is ready to release some things that He has promised to us decades ago. Brother Kevin, Brother Kevin Breckenridge, we were doing prayer, men's prayer Saturday evenings and we stopped and Brother Kevin communicated with me, said, Pastor, I really feel like we need to continue this and so They've continued doing men's prayer, and I've only been a couple of times. I've been two times in the last several months since they started it back up. And last night was the second time. And uh, I, I was sitting there. I'd been walking and praying, and I sat down and was was on the front row s- sitting and praying. And, and, and I began to pray. I began to pray, God, we, 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 we need you to help us 
We need you to change our perspective on some things. Children of Israel, when the spies went into the promised land, the first time they came back and they said, we are giants in their eyes. And they ended up having to wander in for 40 years because of what they thought the enemy looked at them as. They said, we're grasshoppers. Sorry, grasshoppers, not giants. Y'all all being nice, smiling. Letting me look like a fool. Come on. We know, you're almost 50. It's okay. We are but grasshoppers in their eyes. And they went back with a bad report. We can't do it. Forty years later, Joshua sends two spies. And they end up in the house of Rahab the harlot. And you know what she says to them? Where have you been? Because we heard how God delivered you from Egypt. And when we heard about what God did to bring you out of Egypt, we knew it was just a matter of time until we were going down. Where have you been? I was sitting there praying along those lines and I also prayed, God, would you do for us like like the prophet's prayed for his servant open his eyes God that he can see what is for us is greater than what is against us and I had prayed along those lines for a few moments and I'm sitting there and I, I don't I don't try to be nosy I'm in fact I would I'm not a nosy person my wife can get off of a phone call having sat there and talked to somebody next to me and I'll never sometimes she'll, do you want to know what that was about I guess I mean if you want me to know you'll tell me Some of y'all need to let me rub off on you a little bit. Some of you all up in people's stuff. You want to know. So I don't want y'all to think I sit and eavesdrop on everybody's prayer. Brother Kevin, one point, got to walking back and forth across the front of the chapel. And I heard him. He began to pray about the grasshoppers. I think you may have said that. He began to pray the same thing, basically, that I was just praying. I wonder, I wonder what would happen through this congregation if you and I would get a glimpse, not of the way we think the enemy sees us, God had to send Samson down to the enemy's camp. Samson's sitting outside the enemy's camp. They're in their tents talking about, I had a dream. I had about it. I had a dream about this cake or something. I forget what it was. Came rolling through the camp and called Gideon's. It's kind of sad when God's got to let the enemy tell us what he's been trying to tell us all along. Open our eyes to see that what is for us is greater than what is against us. To see that the enemy's not looking at you as a grasshopper, but the enemy's looking at you as a giant killer. 
because he knows God has called you. And I preach to some people tonight, you've been around here for decades and God's not done. And I preach to some people tonight that you just got here and God's about to do through you exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Time out, I got to tie my shoe. Jacob, come here. I don't know if I should have done this last night, but I didn't. I think I don't necessarily think I was supposed to. Brother Middleton, come help me out. Where'd you go? I know... Sometimes you worry about saying something, people's head getting puffed up. But let me tell you something. God knows how to pop some heads. August, right, when you came first time. August. Jacob had had a connection with Pastor John Watch, Pastor's Kingdom Life Church. I preached there a couple times. Some of y'all have been there been connected here for I think in fact I think he got baptized here years ago if I'm not mistaken had a connection with Jacob felt like just not because of ability per se but just circumstances wasn't really able to quite pour into him what he needed to brought him here he had already come to get baptized he came to get baptized and brother Hurt told him to get baptized you know what I'll, I'll just I was on the phone with brother Watts two days ago about something else but he brought up Jacob and he said this and I agree 100% he said he's got the same spirit as Mike McGurk I don't know when the last time I've seen somebody with the hunger and the passion like he has Sat through the whole United service all the way to the very end. We got done about 9 o'clock. Guess where he was at 10 o'clock? He was in the chapel praying. But I felt this last night. God wants to give you a spirit of wisdom and understanding beyond the time frame that you've been able to put in. Because your purpose and place in the kingdom is that significant. Brother Middleton, I want you to lay hands on him. Stretch your hand in his direction right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Brother, you come on down here if you would. Sorry, I didn't mean to leave you out. Some of you want what he's getting, but what you don't know is the hours that he's been putting in to get and do what he can. Yeah, Ramando lo 
Wisdom and understanding, God, beyond his years, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Isaac, Brother Mike McGurk, come here. Get ready to help me, please. Don't forget I'm almost 50. I'm not good with names even before I was 50. Thomas, Tommy, you come up here, please, Tommy. I want to put you on the spot, but I don't think you'll mind. Josh met Tommy, right? Just, what, a week or two ago, I think. Came a week ago Friday night to the Engage Youth Service. Got the Holy Ghost. Came last Sunday night back tonight again not trying to put him on the spot but two Sunday nights in a row now he's run I ain't seen some of y'all run in decades two Sunday nights in a row sorry stay positive there, there is a hunger that you have but there's also a purpose that God has and I believe the two of those are going to come together. Your hunger and God's purpose. Would you two guys to pray for him? Would you stretch your hand in his direction right now? In the name of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for the hunger that Tommy has, Lord. But I also thank you for the purpose that you have for him. I pray, God, that you would do all in and through his life that you desire. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, God, fulfill that hunger. But when you feel that hunger, increase that hunger, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So here's, here's what I feel to do, and this is my part of the fear and trembling. Here's what I feel like the Holy Ghost has impressed upon me. In just a moment, 
me finish in just a moment. If you're here tonight, I'm going to do this in, I think, three categories in just a moment. If you've got some things going on in your life, and you can honestly say that not motivated for your own benefit, your selfish reasons, but you need and want God to do something because it's a hindrance, it's an obstacle to your involvement in His kingdom, in His purpose. I said it tonight, I said it this morning. Yes, we get benefited and blessed by what God does through us. But our motive is not for it to be about us. We're a conduit and as He flows through us, it benefits us. So here's what we're going to do. Again, I, I, I said it earlier about myself. I can't tell you that there's anything about my shoulders that impact ministry. But if you've got something physically, again, there's three things I'm about to say. If you've got something physically that impacts your involvement in ministry, and you want to be a part, and you're tired of it impacting your involvement in purpose, I want you to come stand on this side. If you're dealing with financial situations, and for the sake of the kingdom and of being a blessing to the kingdom, not for selfish reasons, not for personal gain, but for the purpose of the kingdom, you need God to intervene in your finances, I want you to come stand in the middle there. Some of you may be more than one. You'll just have to pick one. And then the third category that I feel to do is if you're dealing with some kind of family circumstances, maybe marriage struggles, maybe parent-child struggles or something else, but you're dealing with some kind of family situation that is hindering your ability to be a part of what God's purpose and plan for you is, I want you to come stand over here. So, physical, financial, family. Come. If you want to be socially distanced, you're not comfortable coming, you want to stay where you are and engage, that's fine. I believe there are people in each one of these categories tonight that yes, obviously by God doing these things for you, there is some benefit and blessing to you. But your genuine desire and motivation is the fact that you want to be engaged in God's purpose for your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I believe that the power of the Holy Ghost is about to work in this place and be demonstrated because you are engaging in God's purpose. That's the, that's the simplest explanation of the sequence of purpose and power. 
is that God wants to manifest and demonstrate His power because of His purpose. One more moment, if anybody else is coming. We're not going to lay hands. I feel feel directed to speak the word of faith, to declare it, and then those of you that have faith to receive it. God is going to do it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want you to close your eyes, lift your hands. I don't want you to sit there and think about the problem, what you're up here for, the issue. In fact, I want you, if anything, just to think about His purpose. God, You've called me. You've called me to the kingdom. In addition to the big picture purpose, You've got a purpose for me personally. And I want to be a part of that purpose. In the name of Jesus. Come on, just another moment. Just another moment when I feel the prompting of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to speak a word of faith. But some of you still need to get positioned. Come on. God, I'm willing to be a witness. I'm willing to be a witness. I need you to endue me with power, not for my own personal gain and benefit, but I'm willing to be a witness, God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm not killing time. I'm not trying to waste your time. Some of you are still getting getting properly positioned. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I know most of you already got your hands up and they're getting worn out. But I want you to raise them up as high as you can for the next moment as a demonstration of what you're about to receive. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authority of the Word of God, and by the power of the name of Jesus, I speak physical healing into the bodies of those that are in need. I I speak financial provision into the lives of those that are in need. I speak peace, wholeness, healing into family situations. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. 
I command sickness and disease to go. I command physical conditions that hinder ministry to go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, you may feel something or you might not feel something. Faith is not about feeling. Faith is not about a feeling. Faith doesn't have to have a feeling to be effectual. Somebody just let your faith go that the power of God is intervening right now. In the name of Jesus, right now do what you are famous for do what you are famous for right now God heal God deliver set free Lord make whole in the name of Jesus if you feel led to pray for somebody to minister to somebody follow the leading of the Holy Ghost if nobody prays for you it's not about somebody else it's about you and Jesus right now in the name of Jesus Come on, some of you have received. Now it's time to let the power flow through you. Come on, some of you have received. Now it's time to be a conduit and begin to exercise that power to flow through you. In the name of Jesus. exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think right now Lord exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think according to the power that is working in and through us right now in the name of Jesus Yay, 
Aramando lobo corria yando lobo In the name of Jesus. 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 Hey, Aramando lobo corianda la bahaya.
Come on. You need to go, want to go. You can do that whenever you want. I don't know how much longer we're going to go, but we're, we're not quite done. Come on, today's a new day for somebody. Somebody's embarking on a new journey tonight. Somebody's entering a new season, a new phase. Somebody's stepping into some things you've been waiting for for a long time because you've engaged His purpose. You've engaged His purpose and now you're about to experience His power. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ramosekeyandarabashataya in the name of Jesus.
Again, if you need to go, you're welcome to do so, but I don't think the Holy Ghost is done. I want Brother Breckenridge to share what he's just shared and then to pray. Last night, um, while we were praying, um, it was before or after what Pastor mentioned. Uh, he heard me praying and felt so strongly um, that there were some some Peters that were struggling. Um, and I thought of, of the, the story of where Peter was out in the boat and he was fishing and toiling all night casting and casting and and reaching and trying and casting over and over and over again continually coming up empty you know and then jesus comes along and says cast your net on the other side and i know we've heard this a lot but peter said look we've we've toiled all night i've tried and tried and tried again i've believed i've reached i've cast i've done it over and over again and Jesus, just just one more time, just cast it one more time. And if Peter had not listened and just said, I, I can't, I'm too weary, he never would have seen his miracle. Never would have seen the miraculous catch that came next. But at his word, he obeyed and it unlocked his miracle. And I felt so burdened and impressed that there were some Peters out there that were just they want to try, they want to believe, they want to reach, but just are weary in their well-doing. And I began to pray and just release the refreshing and the strength and the faith to just reach one more time. Just just once. And so, Pastor, I guess we'll pray one more time. I believe that same spirit is here, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to release that. And whoever, if that fits you, I, I challenge you, just, just cast your net one more time. And there's somebody here that's going to get their miracle tonight. Tonight, right now, not tomorrow, not next week. When he cast his net, those fish immediately came. And the miracle was immediate. So right now, we're going to pray. And if that's you, we're from where you're seated. If you feel to come up and, and stand here, that's fine. But that's you. R- raise your hands. We're going to pray. I'm going to release that, and God's going to do it right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authority of the Word and the power of the name of Jesus, I loose a spirit of refreshing. I lose strength into every heart right now. I lose faith right now, God, to cast one more time, to reach one more time, to reach for you one more time. At your word, Father, at your word we believe. At your word we cast one more time. And the miracle, I release the miracle right now to happen in every life, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be delivered in Jesus' name. Be set free in Jesus' name. Be strengthened in the Lord in Jesus' name. Rimondo Robo Boboko Sita Labaha. Rimondo.
Father, there are those here who are weary in their well-doing. Father, not weary in wrongdoing, but weary in well-doing. And you desire right now to reach down and bring refreshing and strength and faith, God, for them to reach one more time to receive the miracle that is just on the other side of their obedience. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, right now, Father, respond. Respond to the faith that's in this room. Respond to the faith of those who are reaching at your word, Father. Their faith mixed with your word brings your power down in their life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, Father. Right now, Father. Right now, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' In the name of Jesus, 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 Ilobo shanda yoroboko sataba. Yeah, yarabo shikayando robo sataya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ikaramando robo sataya. Ikoromonde yarabando robo sataya. I told you if you need to go, you, you can just go. Brother Middleton, I'm sorry. I need you again. Sister Sophie, Nathaniel, I've felt this for a while and just, I don't know, keep kind of brushing it off or something. Nathaniel, I, I don't know if God, what all God may ever do for you physically, but it was at, it was at one of the call to wars. I believe God wants to give you an anointing to pray and an authority and a power that if you spend the rest of your life in a wheelchair, God is going to do things of such magnitude that only eternity will ultimately reveal. I want Brother Middleton... There's a lot of people that pray. There's a lot of people with an anointing of prayer. But Brother Middleton is an anointed man of God and is a praying man. I want him to lay hands on you. 
And I want, I'm believing that God is going to bring about a spirit of prayer. God's going to give you wisdom and discernment. And you're going to sit and speak things that are going to seem exceeding abundantly above anything you could ask or think. But God is going to do things through your life that are going to impact eternity. I want you to stretch your hands in His direction right now. God, I loose an anointing. I loose the spirit of prayer to rest on this life. I loose wisdom and discernment, God, understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Brother Boyer, come up here. Brother Boyer, Brother Boyer, go ahead. Come on up here. In the name of Jesus. I pray God for authority to break spiritual strongholds. I pray God for authority to speak things into existence that seem impossible, to release things that seem impossible. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Mando roboko ye arara mando robosika ya ramanda ye ikata la bohosata ramanda ye ikoromo she ikaramando se ila mando roboko shata rabai in the name of Jesus I don't think I need to say this. I think most of you get it. But I'm going to say this and I think I'm done. But this week, today and this week, it's not about what we're looking to see in this sanctuary. This isn't about this sanctuary. This is about out there this is about on the job this is about in your neighborhood this is about in a restaurant in a bank in a place of business it's about God manifesting his power out there again he has done it in here and he's going to keep doing it here and I think he's going to do it in greater dimensions in here than he's ever done it before but this is not the focal point And it's not about you and I being involved in the demonstration of His power here Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Thursday night. It's about the power of God working in and through us everywhere we go.
want you just to lift your hands. God, I believe that you have spoken. I believe that you have worked in this place tonight. I pray that in the life of every individual with hands raised right now, that the work and the word would be sealed in every heart and in every life. That it would produce and accomplish all that you have intended for it to accomplish. I rebuke the devourer in the name of Jesus Christ who would like to steal the seed of your word before it can produce what is intended to be done. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you're praying and feel the need to continue to pray, you're welcome to do that. If you're done and need to go, or if you want a fellowship, God bless you. In Jesus' name.